You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Bill Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, all the issues. We cover down solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is Thursday, which around here we like to call uh, Friday Eve. <laughs> well, let me um, let me jump over to my comments here. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you, this one, this one kind of hits personal, to be honest with you. Uh, it's a pet peeve of mine. And I'll start off by saying this morning I saw a statement from Senator Chuck Grassley letting people know that he's recovering well from a hip surgery. Now, it's not clear what caused the condition that warranted surgery, but it is notable that Grassley is 89 years old. I mean, the Iowa Republican was just sworn in for an eighth term in the U.S. Senate, meaning he's already served there for 42 years. And he's now the longest serving member of the upper chamber. But my real point in bringing this up is that Grassley, like many other members of U.S. society, just had hip surgery. And my point in saying that is he's a real person, a real person with real problems and real concerns and joys and all of it, just like everyone else. Why am I saying this? Because just like many politicians who get inside their bubble and they forget about their constituents in the outside world, it's also easy for those of us in the outside world to lose sight of the fact that we may well be getting into our own bubble at times and forgetting that elected officials are still elected people, real people. Now, if you've listened to this show or read my weekly op-eds or heard one of our podcasts, then you know that if an elected official needs to be called out, I'll do it. I don't mind telling someone they're wrong or that they're headed in a dangerous direction. But I also don't mind saying when someone's done something right in their official capacity. There's a dangerous precedent set when we begin, we begin to vilify elected officials and lump them into some preconceived notional box and deny that anything good can come of their time in office simply because they've chosen to be an elected official. When we do that, it's called objectification, literally degrading someone or something to the status of being nothing more than a mere object. And when we do that, when we objectify someone and degrade them in our own minds because of something that we think we know because we've become so entrenched in our own viewpoint, then we are literally dishonoring ourselves. We are indicating to the world around us, too, that by objectifying someone or some group that we don't have the personal integrity or the personal acumen, or the personal insight to view them on a case-by-case basis. When people objectify elected officials, they wind up diminishing their own ability to even be heard or to be influential. And aside from that, it's just plain wrong. Now, I saw something else this morning that combines with the Grassley story to spark this commentary today. Laura Loomer is a conservative activist. I probably agree with her on policy. I don't agree with her in some of her actions. But she's known for getting out there with her comments— This morning, she attempted to rip Congressman Dan Crenshaw for not being present to vote on a pro-life bill in Congress yesterday. So without knowing the facts, Loomer lashed out on social media, tagged Crenshaw in the thing, in in the post, and called Crenshaw a rhino for not being present. Well, it turns out that Crenshaw was actually on an excused absence to attend the funeral of a friend who was an active duty Navy SEAL. Loomer had already determined that she knew what she knew about Crenshaw and that objectification predetermined her misguided assumption that she was, he was just off on some kind of a lark. Listen, I've seen this myself. 
I recall not long ago being in a meeting with a guy who I considered a friend who began to make comments about the Alabama legislature. They're all corrupt, he said. Special interests run everything and everybody. They're all corrupt. To which I had to respond that I had been in the same legislature for eight years. Did he think I was corrupt? And did he think that a number of others who I consider to be solid individuals, they're also corrupt? Because I know them personally. Well, it took him aback for a second. And his response was, well, you've restored a bit of hope for me. But the point is, he didn't bother to ask or to even try to know them. He just sat in his bubble and objectified anyone who dared to be an elected official. Now, last week on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives, we watched real debate. And while members spoke from the podium and the clerk called the roll for votes, you could see the members of the body talking amongst themselves. And then Twitter got real busy for a while when conservative firebrand Matt Gates and fellow Republican Paul Gosar were seen talking with liberal firebrand Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Scores of articles were written about the fact that the two were seen having what appeared to be substantive conversations with AOC. Newsweek even ran with a headline that read, quote, everything we know about AOC's talks with Gosar and Gates. Shameful. How can they do that? How can they sit and talk with each other? Aren't they aware how that looks? Well, the real question is, why would anyone think they shouldn't talk to each other? When I was in Montgomery, there were members of the state Senate with whom I rarely, if ever, agreed with on matters of policy and politics. One of those was Senator Vivian Figures, but I still considered her to be a friend. We always sat by each other in Judiciary Committee, and I was proud for her when the Judiciary Committee hearing room was named for her deceased husband, the former state senator, Michael Figures. I had someone once who I had greeted daily during my early morning jogs for months suddenly yell at me during a beautiful spring morning run that he didn't plan to say hello or make time for me anymore because he had figured out that I was, quote, one of them. Basically, the teachers' union had told him what to think of me, and immediately I went into the objectification mode in his mind, despite the fact that we had been greeting each other warmly every morning for months. 1 Peter 3.15 says in the message paraphrase that we should, quote, be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks why you're living the way you are and always with the utmost courtesy. So yeah, speak up. Share your thoughts and concerns, but remember that how you say it matters too. And my point here today is that when we jump out there with blanket accusations, much like Laura Loomer did with Dan Crenshaw, we do our team no good. We get so wrapped up in our bubbles that we think we know what we know, only to find out that all we've really done is objectify someone to the extent that we have lost sight of the fact that while we may disagree on something, that we could actually work together on something else tomorrow. So yeah, call them out when they need it. I called out Dan Crenshaw several times lately. But keep in mind that it is fully possible to be an adversary without being adversarial. It is fully possible to disagree without being disagreeable. And elected officials, well, they're actually people, elected people, who have hip surgeries and have to miss work to attend the funeral of a friend, and they have rooms named after their loved ones, and if we objectify them and just lump them into some preconceived category, then we have done no one any good, including ourselves. And that's a wrap for the Right Side Way. Well, there you go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a pet peeve of mine, the very idea there were people I used to go to church with that wouldn't talk to me anymore. What, what is wrong with you people? I may not like that policy, and I may get irritated at the person. But the truth is, when you blanket objectify everyone because they're an elected official, you've already lost the argument. You just cut yourself out of the debate. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We got a whole lot more. 
And we're back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid conservative and just plain right. First part of the Triple Dipper today is going to be on home fries. Might as well start off by just talking about what's been going on with storms. I mean, I, Charlene uh, was texting me updates. We just got power back on at our house uh, just about, you know, the last 10 minutes. Wow. But uh, it's been something else around the state. And by the way, this is January, right? It, it last is. Last I checked. It is January. What the heck, man? It is like 60, like upper 60 degrees around the state and tornadoes. And I just saw a report a while ago that said that, uh, and then tonight, the front coming in is going to drop the temperature so significantly we might see snow flurries in North Alabama. <laughs> wow. In one day. In one day, 70 degrees, tornadoes, and possible snow flurries. I mean, wow. What? <laughs> but I mean, uh, have you seen some of the damage that's been going around, right? I mean, today? No, I know you were checking it when I was, uh, when I was uh, doing my part a minute yeah, ago. What, I, what I was got? looking at a few posts from James Spann and like downtown Selma. And just Selma in general. I mean, wow, there's so much just uh, tornado damage. Selma down yonder in Dallas County. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are the locations where we're we talking see. about? I mean, there's some other ones like. Can you say uh, Elmore County? Elmore earlier? County, right yeah, here. Yeah, that's the Watumka area. There's like uh, 18 wheelers flipped over. Holy cow! Yeah, and um, let's see where else. Lots of Selma pictures. Um, I-65 north of Prattville. North, north of Prattville? North of Prattville. There's okay. a couple semis turned over over there. Man. Yeah. That's Jeff, a serious Jeff, straight line winds right. and all, too. Up there, you know. But, I mean, wow. I mean, I know you were talking about how, you know, y'all had huge gusts just over at your house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was just big-time storming here at the studio, but, man. But, but we literally live we live 10 minutes from here. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, here at the studio, pouring down rain, dark skies, wow, big storm. Charlene texted me and said, it's gotten so bad here, the power went out, and it's 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 taking the furniture and moving it around on the deck out back. Whoa. Um, and it's not like a little lawn chair. It's like, you know, taking the covers off of the, the, the tables and, you know, and, and moving things around that are kind of heavy. Um, Man. So it just depends on where you sit at the time, I guess. But, yeah, so if you're out there right now, just be careful. My understanding is the worst of it is past us. Uh, last I checked the radar, am I correct, Boomer, in saying that it appears that the majority of the front has already moved through the, the, the actual rain and damaging uh, winds? Yeah, it, on the radar, that's what it looks like. Where is it now? Where's the big red band? The big red band, I mean, it's it's basically all the way past. It still looks like there's a little bit down in the uh, south part of the state. Okay. Um, is it mostly over towards Georgia now? And, and Mostly over towards Georgia, but I think Montgomery's still getting hit, possibly, right now. That is unreal that we are sitting here in January dealing with tornadoes. And uh, I got to find this thing. Charlene sent me something the other day that was just way too funny. I got to see if I can find it real quick about a lady talking about the weather in Alabama. Um, oh, shoot. Here. Oh, wait. Is that it? Nope. That's not it. Uh, it was it was it was just way too good. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here's somebody posted this on their Facebook page. You ready? Yes. Said, if you're thinking about moving to the south, here's a little heads up. It's 75 degrees today. A week ago, it was 5 degrees. Yeah, it's colder other places. You're getting snow, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. If you're not emotionally prepared to go out in flip-flops that morning to cover your pipes for the weather that night, that that's not the life for you. (laughs) We went through all four seasons twice in less than two weeks, including tornadoes, and we didn't know what we might land on. The National Weather Service is even winging it. It's like a giant roulette wheel of weather here in the winter. Summers are predictable. It's hot or it's raining, or it's hot and raining. (laughs) Winters, though, we don't even know. (laughs) We don't even know. We don't even know. 
Weather service is winging it, man. Flip of a coin. Giant roulette whale of weather here in Alabama. You don't like the weather? Just wait 10 minutes. It will change. Um, I got family up in Michigan right now. They can, they can predict. They get up in the morning. They know to wear a jacket. It's, it's not uncommon for an Alabamian to be standing there with a sweater on talking to his friend who's wearing a golf shirt. You know, it just, just <laughs> I mean, well, look at us. We're sitting in the studio right now. Boomer's wearing a T-shirt. I've got a, uh, like a pullover on top of a button down. <laughs> this morning, I think my son had a uh, tank top on. Yeah. Well, all right. All God, kinds of crazy. God bless all y'all that are out there that uh, they got hit with some weather. Um, I've got, uh, I've got family that work for the utilities companies in uh, North Alabama too. And I'll, I'll, I'll check in with them and find out they have any outages that we need to talk about. But in the meantime, if you see of any things out there, like something going on that's uh, disrupting traffic or whatever else you think the world needs to know about, you let us know and we'll put that out on the air. But for right now, it does appear that the vast majority of the dangerous weather has passed by. And, uh, and so um, uh, blessings on the rest of you. As, uh, and I hope the power gets up and the damage is not too bad uh, down in Selma. In fact, in fact, Selma was on CNN a while ago. Um, it's bad enough to where it's made national news. Wow. Um, so... Wow. Yeah, in fact, here we go. And you know what? I, just, I clicked over here, CNN. Tornado causes significant damage in Selma, uh, the mayor says, as severe storms rake the southeast. Uh, it says a huge tornado tore through the Alabama city of Selma Thursday, causing significant damage. One of more than a dozen twister. I didn't know that. There were 12 twisters in Alabama Whoa, today. I had no clue. Good Lord. It says the large and extremely dangerous tornado in Selma was confirmed by the National Weather Service. It hit at 1219 p.m. Um, Telling people to stay off the road, yada yada. Says the storm store, and it talks about people's houses that were damaged. And um, but right now we don't have any reports of uh, of injuries. Goodness, unreal. Mm. Well, all right, we'll keep track of it. You see things we need to know. Uh, you guys, let us know, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, man. Well, listen, we're going to wind up taking a break here in a second. When we come right back, we're going to jump into home fries, number one on the triple dipper, and we still got to find the sound effect for that boomer. Got to do it. Got to do it. We'll, we'll find some home fries. Home fries. See if we can find something with some potatoes sizzling in the pan. <laughs> All right, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 